So we keep on keeping on. Hey, little humans. I'm Norma Jean, and this is Stay Wild. Welcome to episode six. Today, we're interviewing Levi Banner, who's a yoga teacher, astrologer, and breathwork facilitator here in Ubud, Bali. We talk a lot about astrology and the eclipse that's happening really, really soon if you're in the continental United States. So it's really interesting hearing the Ayurvedic and ancient historic perspective about that in terms of astrology and the actual science behind that that cultures have been studying for thousands of years. I'm going to read one of my toast poems and I hope you enjoy the show. All right, little humans, we're here today with Levi Banner. Hi, Levi. Hi. So Levi is an astrologer, yoga teacher, breathwork facilitator here in Ubud, Bali. Welcome to the show. Thank you. So Levi, how did you start down the spiritual path? Oh, wow. Um, well, I used <laughs> to be a, um, a break dancer and a hip-hop guy. I was really into uh, hip-hop music and dance and graffiti art and these kinds of things. And a friend showed me how to stretch, how to do some yoga stretches so we can get ready to dance, do some break dancing, and it would heal our bodies and prepare us for the dancing. And, and um, talk, told me how to stretch and how to breathe in a certain way, and then something just kind of clicked, and I, and I just started seeking yoga and, and other spiritual things. Cool. And yeah. you're from the States, right? Yeah, I grew up in Oregon. A small Oregon. town in Oregon. lived in Portland a long time, yeah. Oh, okay. I've never... I've... I've been to Oregon a little bit, but really my, all of my exposure to Oregon is Portlandia. Yeah, well, <laughs> okay. it's pretty accurate, actually, yes. Oh, okay, great. Okay, good to know. So you started out in Portland. You were like a breakdancing kid. Yeah, you got yeah. exposed yeah. to yoga, stretching, breathing, and you're like, oh, our bodies are meant to do this. Yeah, absolutely. There was just something more there. There's something even beyond the body there. Yeah. Cool, mm-hmm. cool. And so how how did you get started in terms of in terms of astrology, because you are like, I call you star child, right? Because you are, you're the star child, you know? So it's one of those things where it's so interesting because I've done one of your astrology workshops and it's so cool when you look at the stars and charts and how we're really like, we're, we're part of the solar system. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, well, it's, it's true. I, I mean, I was a kid. I was like 12, 13 when I started reading my dad's kind of day planner and paying attention. He was a little bit into astrology, into mm-hmm. the moon cycle and the signs, astrology signs. And so, yeah, I started noticing that and learning all my friends' astrology signs. And I think my mom got me a, a moon sign book and I learned all my friends' moon signs. I just like learned all this stuff about my friends. I was just enthralled since then. So I got into astrology when I was a kid and just stayed interested. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. Okay. And for those of you listening at home, moon signs are different from sun signs, right? Yeah, absolutely. So everyone has their own, you know, like your sun sign is your sign. Like if you're, you read your horoscope. If you're like reading the newspaper. Yeah, I'm a Scorpio or I'm a Taurus, you know. That means the sun was in that area of the sky when you were born. It means the sun was in Scorpio or the season of Scorpio when you were born. And then all the other planets were also in signs. They were all, you know, you could have the moon in, in Virgo and, and Mercury was in Taurus, something like that. Okay, yeah. so when you say sun sign, it's really like, hey, this is one color of your astrological rainbow. Yeah, it's a beautiful way to put it. One one uh, member of your band that's playing that song that was playing when you were born. So yeah, the sun sign is just this kind of uh, overview of who you are. You know, you, your horoscope is just this one piece of you, and there's just so much more. There's so many more colors mm. to, to a person. 
Cool. Okay. So what are the like basic signs for most people, right? We've got the sun sign, which is like, you know, you open up the Sunday times and it's like, okay, I'm a Taurus or a Leo or a Libra or a Pisces or whatever it is. And then what are the other like major ones? Well, I think a person would want to know what sign the moon was in when they're born and they want to know what their rising sign or ascendant was. So they need to know their time of birth for that, or at least the moon sign they needed the day of birth. Then there's Mercury and Venus and Mars, and, and it gets pretty detailed. But mainly people want to know those top three. The sun, the moon, and the rising. Cool. Okay. So the, what exactly is a rising sign? Because for a lot of people, they've heard it. You know, it's, it's, it's a term that gets thrown around. What does that mean? The rising sign, or ascendant, is it's physically what it is, is the eastern horizon line, like the, the sign that's over the mountaintops in the east. When you were born. So the moment you took your first breath, there was a sign rising or ascending out of the, the horizon. And that's astrologically what we consider that to be. In shamanic astrology, the way that I look at it is the way the ancients looked at it, which is, is like your soul's destination point or, you know, what you're here to become in this life. It's mm. your main intention, your main goal, that kind of thing. So that sign would be your life purpose. Cool. That's yeah. pretty fun. It's pretty valuable to know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what's my purpose? Well, it's in your stars. Literally. Yeah, cool. So you mentioned briefly shamanic astrology. Are there a couple branches of astrology? There's many branches of astrology. I think every ancient culture had their own system of astrology and looking at it. Mm. You know, Chinese astrology, Vedic astrology from India, Mayan astrology from Central America, and, and Western astrology, which is what we're used to, which is what we read in our newspapers and stuff. Our horoscope is Western astrology. It comes from Greek Roman times a few thousand years ago. And and even then, there's many branches of that. So Western astrology, there's many types. And so shamanic astrology would be a type of Western astrology. Okay, cool. And why is it called shamanic astrology? Uh, shamanic astrology is an experiential astrology. We've really been trained under the night sky to know the myths and the stories of the constellations throughout the cultures, throughout the history. And we have a kind of ancient look at things the cycles of the planets and, and the way of looking at a birth chart and, um, and also a fresh approach. It's an experience of like what Taurus even means or what Scorpio even means. So there's like this ancient way of looking at things and a modern way of looking at things. And it's just kind of re- a re- refreshed way of doing it. Okay, cool. And so for those of you listening at home, a birth chart is pretty much like a Snapchat. Tell me if I'm wrong here. <laughs> I'm going to really, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, it's like a quick snap. It's like a photo you know, it's just that moment in time of what, where the universe was yeah. when you were born. Yeah, yeah. Like right now, the planets are in the sky, of course, mm. and they're in signs. They always are in a sign. So each planet is in the sky, and it's in an astrology sign right now. Boom. So if you're born right now, then this is the snapshot of your life. You have this song playing, <laughs> and, and, and it's, it will never change because that was the moment you were born. And that's what you're working with, those energies or those influences are what you're working with your whole life. You're dancing to that same song. Cool. Okay. And when you say song, you actually mean literally, right? Pretty much. I mean, it's, it's vibrations. I mean, it's, it's simple that way that everything is vibrations and sound. We know that from science. And so right. the planets are no different. They're big balls of gas and mass. They're huge and they're moving and they're vibrating in a certain frequency. They're giving us a certain influence because of their vibrations. Yeah. And so as they move, they're vibrating a certain way. Each planet has its own vibration and sound, and it's like a, a song playing because they're all playing at once. They're all vibrating at once and, and giving us a, a download and influence. And there actually is sound, right? I mean, like someone was saying, I think, 
I heard once that NASA did a recording and it's like, like, like the yes. beginning of Star Trek Next Gen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You can even go on YouTube and actually hear the, the sounds that NASA you know, recorded of each planet. It's really cool. It's uh, beautiful. Yeah, cool. So there is an actual like song that you were born into. Sure. Yeah. That's so yeah, cool. And that I think with the birth chart and knowing about your astrology signs, mm. even more than just your sun sign, then you can dance to that more, you know, you can have more fun. You can, you know, go with the flow more. You can, you can feel better. You, know? you can work with it. Yeah. Right. Like this is what I'm working with. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. Wow. So what are some things that, that you've, because you do astrology readings for people, you teach astrology. What are some things that you found that are like helpful for people to like work with their charts instead of against them? <laughs> yeah, to really get to know their charts. Yeah. So, so to get to know the archetypes or the signs mm-hmm. of each planet and what that means for them in their life. And so it helps aim their energy. You know, like you can you can you can know what you're up to without astrology, but it really helps to clarify or affirm what feels the best in any aspect of your life. So you can really get to know your birth chart is getting to know yourself and what you're up to. So, and, and that all the main aspects of life are there, like life purpose, like your relationship stuff, like your career stuff. It's all there to kind of aim in a certain way or through a certain sign and it will feel the best. So let's clarify who you are. Cool. Yeah. I like it. Cool. And so when you were talking about learning astrology, you mentioned um, the stories of the constellation. What's like your favorite? That's just a beautiful. One of my favorite constellation? Yeah. Oh gosh. I don't know. Wow. Wow. It's a, it's a whole it's a wide universe. Um, I'm really fascinated with the with the Milky Way galaxy and how beautiful that is because it's where we are and there's mm-hmm. this like center line of it and running through our sky and it's like this river of stars they call it in some cultures and I just think it's just incredibly beautiful and fascinating how many how many are all how many stars are all together in a line like that and, and uh, we're just in it. Yeah, it's yeah. so interesting how it's yeah. condensed. For those of you listening at home, there's always those photographs of. You know, in New Zealand or Antarctica, where you see, you can see it very clearly, right? With the Northern Lights, where it's just the, the stars are very condensed mm. in that strip. It's it's so. I mean, it's it's funny, but it's like there's very few things I think nowadays that you know when you think about it, like we can't manufacture, mm. and mm. like astrology is one of those things where it's like the stars are like that's what we're made of. That's it. I think astrology is one of the oldest kind of theories and ways of looking at things and, and, and professions. Mm-hmm. And, and, and we still don't know so much about this vast universe. We're just finally getting out really, you know, pretty far now. And who knows how far it goes. It's just infinite space. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so, totally. Exactly. Yeah. So right now, as I'm talking to you, we're in late July. And um, we're moving into, we just have the new moon in Leo, right? So what are some things maybe coming up in the next couple months? Mm. Like just big overall themes for for all of us little humans out there. Well, this this new moon in Leo was really, that just happened a couple Mm. days ago. Um, A new moon will will happen in the, you know, the moon and the sun are together. And what's really interesting about this, uh, usually the the next new moon would be in the next sign. Yeah. Leo would be Virgo next. But instead, we're going to have a second new moon in Neo in, in less than a month now. And that's going to be this big solar eclipse that's actually happening in the United States. Yes, this is and what I want to talk about. It's so fascinating. <laughs> so um, the, the full moon that happens in a couple weeks will be a lunar eclipse. And then the next new moon, the, the, the moon will actually cross over the sun directly, totally, during the daytime. Only in the United States will you be able to see this because it happens at a certain time. 
And so if you're in Bali where we are, you can't see it. But this is the only time in our entire lifetime where it happens only in the United States, straight through the middle of it, from South Carolina all the way through to Oregon. To Oregon. Um, where it's a total covering of the moon over the sun during the daytime where us in America can see it. Okay, and that's where like everything goes dark. For like two minutes, uh, for a couple hours, you'll see kind of like this, the, the dragon eating the sun, as the ancients would see it, or, or so, you know, you'll see the whole moon cycle over the sun in a couple hours, but oh, for two minutes about, you'll see a total covering, and, and you'll be able to see space, you'll be able to see stars, you'll be able to see Mars near the, near the sun, you'll be able to see the constellations close to the sun at that time. And so it's this really kind of once-in-a-lifetime huge impact. There, there isn't much, I mean, it's probably one of the most phenomenal things you can see mm. is, is an eclipse. It doesn't happen all the time where you live. And so if you're listening in America, it's like once-in-a-lifetime just watching it from where you're from, <laughs> from where you are. Um, you don't have to go anywhere. Yeah, and there are eclipse chasers, right? There's Absolutely. people <laughs> flying all around eclipse the world. Eclipse addicts, Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's true. Um, there was one in Sulawesi we were just talking about, uh, just last year, the year before, and in Australia, and they happened in Norway. They can happen anywhere in the world. Um, this is that big one for the United States. That's really cool. So Incredible. in in astrology, traditionally, yeah. what what are what's the significance of an eclipse? Well, an eclipse, in, in my perspective, it has to do with what's beneath the surface or what the shadows are. If you could think about the sun and it's shining light on all life, mm-hmm. this is this outgoing, especially in Leo, it's this outgoing energy, it's this vibrancy, it's this radiance, leadership qualities, you know, Leo energy. But the sun is shining light on, on the earth. And then all of a sudden it's blocked, it's covered up by the moon that's usually just reflecting the sun's light. So for, for a couple minutes, for a couple hours, we're seeing darkness. We're seeing what's behind the light. It's like, what is the darkness behind the light? Like there's this saying, it's good for, for Leos, it's the, the brighter the light, the darker the shadow. You know, it's like, what's what's behind all that? So it's really an opportunity for for us as a collective to look at what's beneath our, you know, the surface in our own confidence and our own outgoingness and our own self-love and self-worth. Because it's very common that somebody is kind of acting tough and radiant and outgoing when they're kind of feeling uh, small. Yeah, yeah, acting big when they feel small, that kind of thing. So it's a time to really um, go in. Yeah, go in and really find a a deeper sense of true self love. I like that. True self love. Do you have any tips for how to like? (laughs) Because you also do yoga and meditation. Well, yoga and meditation are are good ways to do that. To really look at oneself from the inside out. To really go in and notice how perfectly imperfect you are. So anything that, that does that for you, just to kind of accept yourself. Kind of look at all your parts and look at your past and, and look at where you're at and, and know that you're in the right place at the right time just because it's where you are. <laughs> so I really think, uh, I don't know, affirmations and mantras are good. Affirmations being like, you know, you can stick a sticker or a piece of tape on your on your mirror of your car or your bathroom that says, I am great and I am beautiful or whatever. Whatever it is that you think you're not that you actually are mm. and, and you just say it to yourself you look in yourself in the eyes and you say it every time you look in the mirror and eventually that kind of works yeah it's nice yeah. to put it on your mirror right yeah, exa- on, yeah exactly yeah, yeah so, like a post-it like you're yeah. loved every time yeah. you're washing your yeah. hands or something yeah. right and and eventually that kind of rubs off you, you begin to know that or believe that about yourself you're telling yourself that mm. so things like that mm. um, and for those of you listening at home what exactly is a mantra 
Oh, sorry. Man- mantras are, are like affirmations. You can say in English, I am great or I am beautiful or I am trees or I am the river, whatever you want to do. Uh, mantras are, are coming from yoga. It's like a yogic way of doing that. Um, and usually they're inviting in energies of gods and goddesses or of nature of some kind. So you're just inviting in a certain energy um, into your life. And they're usually done, you know, so you can sing them or you can chant them on beads, like a rosary kind of thing. Like a mala, right? It's okay. called a mala in, in yoga. Yeah. Um, so many cultures have a similar thing going on there where you're just basically um, either saying the names of God or saying the names of how great you are. <laughs> but in a positive way Absolutely, yeah. there's no ego there right yeah okay cool okay cool so first we have the new moon in leo yes then we have a lunar eclipse yes and what so the lunar eclipse sorry i'm not i didn't do well in astronomy in college yes, 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 yes. <laughs> so help me out here the lunar eclipse is where the moon is the okay so the solar eclipse is where the moon goes over the sun is the lunar eclipse where the moon goes? The sun goes in front of the moon? Well, not quite. Uh, okay. when, <laughs> when 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 we have a new, so I think it's important to know what a, a moon cycle is. Yeah. Uh, in astronomy, so like a new moon is when the moon and the sun are together. The moon doesn't always cross directly over the sun, but it's next to it. And if you if anything's near the sun, you can't see it because that's the daytime. You can't see space. You can't see the night. So when the moon gets away from the sun, when it travels past the sun, you start seeing a crescent moon, kind of like tonight. And, and you can, it, it gets bigger. The crescent grows. And then when the moon is in the opposite end of the sky, that's a full moon. The full mm-hmm. moon is the opposite. It means the sun and the moon are opposite. Like on the opposite side opposite. of the earth? Yeah, exactly. Oh, like, the, okay, so there's the sun, and then in between is this earth, and then... All the way on the other side is the moon. Correct. That is the full moon. Yeah. Okay. And and then when it's an eclipse, a lunar eclipse, it means the Earth is actually directly in the exact middle between the sun and the moon, which doesn't always happen. Okay. Yeah. So it's basically like this: the the moon is reflecting the sun's light in a, in a full moon. That's what it's glowing with. It's glowing with the sun's light. Mm-hmm. However, if the if the Earth is exactly in the way. Right. Then the sun's light is blocked by the earth, and what we see on the moon instead of the sun's light is we just see a faint light. We see the earth's shadow cast on, on, on the moon. That is very cool. So you basically see the whole lunar cycle within a couple hours um, as, it, as it crosses over there. So yeah, the earth's shadow, and that's kind of a metaphor, the earth's shadow, our collective um, human shadow, is being seen. It's again an eclipse. It's again beneath what's beneath the surface, what's underneath, what's the shadow okay. of any kind of energy. Yeah. Okay. And the difference between the solar eclipse and the lunar eclipse? Uh, well, it's just that. that it's, it's similar in the way that it's a chance to look what what's not, you know behind the light. Yeah. But in this case, it's, you know, what is the shadow? What's being, what's following us? Right. You know? what, what is, the shadow is the part of ourselves that we can't see. Okay. And so we get to look at it's it. It's like that thing that's on your face that you don't <laughs> notice until someone's like, hey, you have food on your face. Is that... <laughs> that's exactly what it is. Okay. <laughs> it's like, it's like, oh, by the way, you have this in your teeth. Just, yeah, thanks. I forgot yeah. it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Okay, cool. So in ancient in ancient astrology, what what did they believe was oh, eclipses? Like, did, do you, you think about like think about being an ancient person with no right? Cell are they like, oh my god, no the world's ending? Right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, are the whole the whole host of things of the world ending. Mm. Like I mentioned before, like they thought the dragon was eating the sun or eating mm. the moon. 
they called it the fall of the king in, in certain cultures. It was it was uh, the end of the world, or it, or it showed that they were going to either win the battle or lose the battle, <laughs> depending on which side they were on. It was probably like you know both sides probably thought it meant they were going to win. Right, <laughs> you know? right, so, okay, yeah. like a forecast. Yes, yes, okay, it's an omen. You know? Okay, cool. Um, and maybe it was, but uh, you, you know, physically, you could think like not knowing what it was, not having computers or television or anything, mm-hmm. no way to scientifically check that out. Gosh, you just probably think it was just devastating. You know, you're going to die. Yeah. Okay. Right. <laughs> okay. Interesting. Um, so. So you're not going to die. You're not um, going to die. <laughs> but it will be an interesting eclipse. So, what are some yeah. major themes in that? Because it is okay. So the the lunar eclipse is coming up soon, right? Yeah. Well, the lunar eclipse is a little more subtle. It's not total. Mm-hmm. Um, and every time we have a solar eclipse, there's a lunar eclipse also. Okay. Sometimes it's a total lunar eclipse and just a partial solar eclipse. So there's all, they always come in pairs. Okay. Every Good time. to know. Yeah. And they come a couple times a year. It just depends where you are on the Earth. It's just that this one's extra special for America because it's going right through the middle of it. And it's the only time this, and it's total solar. It's the only time this will happen. So the lunar eclipse is kind of just getting us ready for that. Mm. You know, it, it'll be an Aquarius Leo. The, you know, the sun will be Leo. So the moon will be in the opposite sign of Aquarius. And we'll just kind of start seeing, it will start the cauldron. It will start the window called a cauldron, you know, like a, a pot. Yeah. Uh, where we start mixing things up. So it's like a two-week window of time where it starts at the lunar eclipse and ends at the solar eclipse, where things are stirred up, where the shadows are brought out, where you can see what's going on, um, even beneath your brightest light. Okay. So so, so I think the, the lunar eclipse is starting off that the big show. It kicks it off. Yeah. Okay. And energetically for a lot of people, what does that bring? Well, it has to, it has to do with the sign it's in and the time period we're in and where it happens. So you could really look at Leo, Leo Aquarius. It's really about... You know, the archetype of Leo, the sign. And I don't mean just the sun sign people. But you could have your moon in Leo. You could have your rising sign in Leo. You could have your Venus in Leo. And this could be for you. That that Leo is about, uh, it's like a leader or the star of the play, you know, the center of attention. And so it's 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 a vibrancy and outgoingness and confidence and bravery. It's a willingness to go first. It's, it's through self-love that they lead the way and that kind of thing. And so it has to do with our collective confidence and bravery and outgoingness and self-love and self-worth. And so I think it's a melting pot, a cauldron or a window of time in looking at the way we're showing ourselves, the way that we see ourselves and what's, I keep saying, beneath the surface of that. If we're really outgoing in a certain way, well, what are we hiding? I, I, it's worth bringing up the political stuff around that. Oh, yeah, in the yeah. U.S. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's funny because it's happening in a certain part of the world, right? It, yeah. And, and it, where an eclipse happens kind of illuminates or brings up what's beneath the surface of that particular part of the world. Okay. And what's so interesting is that the so-called leader of what of, of that part of the world... Of that, the United States. Of the United States of America, yeah. Donald, <laughs> his rising sign... And his Mars, two very important aspects of his astrology chart, are right where the eclipse is going to happen in Leo. Oh, so so Donald Trump has his rising sign in Leo. Oh, I'm a I'm a Leo rising. Oh, is that right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, this is a very important eclipse for you as well. So okay. we can use you as an example too. Okay, yeah, use and me as an example. Leo, I like <laughs> for you. The eclipse happening near your rising sign, yeah, is of utmost importance because it's 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 activating or amplifying or shining a spotlight on the shadows of your life purpose. 
Okay. So it's like a, 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 a little initiation for you. Is it like, yeah. is it like kicking the teeth, like get going? Or is it like be really kind to yourself and like rub some lotion on your feet and go to bed early? <laughs> well, that's going to depend on the person. Okay. And where they're at in their life. <laughs> okay. And this is where, you know, a lot of free will comes into astrology, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. I don't think it really tells you how to be the puppet in your life. or Yeah, because a lot of people think that, yeah. right? You know, they think they that astrology, right. Yeah. Well, I don't. I don't think it really is that predictive. Uh, I think it's a little bit more practical in the way that you have um, free will. Mm. Of course, we know the alignments and certain. You know, I know this is going to be happening for you. But what's going to look like in your life and how you dance to this new song playing? I'm not sure. That's up to you. So you have you. You have Donald Trump. You you might have listeners here that have certain things in their astrology chart. Yeah, you're are, all going to look at your charts yeah. now. <laughs> I'll put it in the intro of where to, of where to where download your that. chart. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Good idea because then it's, it's not only you're part of the collective in which it's, it's influencing all of us, including myself, but if you have your rising sign like you and the president, yeah, I'm in the it. same club. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, Thanks for that. <laughs> I know a few. I know quite a few Leo rising. I, I do too. They're magnificent people and magnificent leaders. Um, so it's especially a cycle for you to pay attention to what's going on for you. It, it's an opportunity, really. And so, yeah, it could be a big kick in the, kick in the teeth, as you call it. <laughs> that's um, a, that's a politically correct. Yes, that's that's PC for sure. Um, it, you know, you might see you know a shadow of Leo. The shadow of this energy that we're looking at, shadow of Leo or shadow of Virgin is a leader, you know, forcing people to do things that they want, you know, basically acting confident when they're really so, you know, like not. Okay. They're so it's acting. a fake it till you make it thing. Totally. Um, and I think most of our presidents have kind of, <laughs> kind of <laughs> well, I mean, to run for president, you, you kind of have to fake it till you make it. You run and you have to say, yeah. we're going to win. And then maybe you win, you know, and. And maybe that's not bad or good, but uh, you could look at our, our current president and, and know that there is some stuff beneath the surface. The brighter the light, the darker the shadow. Yeah, absolutely. Or at least on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> so so there's going to be a big shift for people like him and people like you. Okay. Um, and so if you're just paying attention, you can really, you know, love yourself, find, find compassion for yourself and really uh, own up to your own imperfect perfections, you know, those kinds of things and really be honest with yourself. And that can be of great value. Okay. It can be really hard if you have this big identity, mm. such as President of the United States or a big rock star or something like that. It can be hard to kind of shift the way you see yourself and present yourself. So it mm. can be, it could be really hard. So it's just the way you're dancing to that, to the big shift in the, okay. in the music. So it's like you're, I mean, I'm not a surfer, but I'm going to use this yes, analogy. It's so like you're surfing and you can either ride the wave or you can just get stuck and have it just pull out oh, you. Fly um, over. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. We, we do our best to surf or whatever. But yeah, you can you can easily just kind of uh, you know swallow some salt water. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> up the nose. Uh, so I think that that if you know the wave is coming and that it's for you and that you uh, have the power to ride it. You know, because you might not be a surfer. <laughs> right. Um, we're up here in Ubud, by the yeah, way. We're yeah. coming at you live. We're here at Yoga Barn in Ubud, actually. Yeah. And um, there's we're like an hour from the beach. We're not beach people. <laughs> no. <laughs> we're near the rice fields. Yeah. yeah, we're in the beautiful rice fields. Exactly. So, but, but it, you know, using it as an analogy that you do have the power to ride the wave um, in a very elegant, beautiful way. It could be a huge challenge. But um, it is meant for you to figure it out. It's meant for you. It's meant to work out for you. Mm. You know, these, these 
influences aren't meant to topple you over. I mean, maybe they do, but you're here to learn a lesson. You're here to evolve. And so at least trying to surf that wave, knowing it's there for you. Yeah, cool. So that's like just part of your journey. Yeah, absolutely. Interesting. Yeah, I thought it was really, I think for a lot of people out there, you know, I think it's it's one of those things where astrology, people think, oh, it's like predicting your future. You're going to put your hand on a big crystal ball. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I love Big crystals. That's another. That's another episode of this podcast. By the way, we're actually in my astrology office here. <laughs> we are with there's, crystals. There's no crystal ball. No, 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 there's no crystal ball. Um, yeah. So I think a lot of people think that it's it's very predictive. Yeah, yeah, and it and it can be, and some astrologers really um, focus on that. I just think that it's more of an educated guess. But the thing with that is the astrology transits, and that's the other aspect of what you'd want to know. And, how, how astrology can work for you mm. or how you can work with it as, as what we were talking about before. One is to know your birth chart and know what you're up to in life in a really clear way through astrology. The other is to know what's going on or happening, what's up, knowing what's up like in the, the sky current, now, okay. and how that is affecting you personally because your birth chart is always the same. And as the planets move through the sky, they, it's like they move through your birth chart. You know, They move over parts of the sky where certain planets were, like your rising sign, the eclipse will happen there. Right, because that's one twelfth of the sky. Is that yeah, right? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And even more I mean, yeah, have it so having anything in Leo right now, this is that once in a lifetime time where there'll be a total solar eclipse in your home country, maybe, where that's that's happening right there on the rising sign. And so that's a huge activation for you personally, not just us collectively. So to know what's going on in the in the sky now, that can really help you. And that is an extremely accurate and incredible art form to know the transits and to know how it's giving you certain archetypes and and psychological conditions and emotional states. It's really influencing you at any given time. So to know that that's happening, you can really gain a perspective and empower yourself to know, you know, that this is the right time to do this or or it's not such a good time to do this. And so astrologers really take that and run with it. It's like, Oh, this, this will happen or that won't happen. Okay, so they take a general and yeah. they're like, let's yeah. narrow that right down. I think so. But, but you know, not to devalidate astrology because I think astrology in general, just to see that there are cycles going to happen. Mm. Like I'm saying for Donald Trump and for you, that that will be a big thing for you. What it's going to look like, I don't know. Okay. Yeah. You're just saying you see it as a big thing, but we don't know what kind of big it is. Yeah, we know a theme or a subject. If you're in a certain astrological cycle... You know, like a Saturn cycle, or a Neptune cycle. Yeah, this then is that's was... going to have a certain theme. Okay. Yeah. Cool. So, I mean, there's a lot of like major transitions. Not a lot, but there's a few that are really important in people's lives. So, ah, yes. Can you just talk a little bit about like what is a Saturn return? Yeah, sure. Because sure, <laughs> sure. for a lot of people, that is the kick in the teeth. Totally. <laughs> okay. So, well, so what we're talking about here is that everybody in their life goes through a certain. They go through certain cycles at certain times where everybody that turns, you know, 16 has a certain cycle and they turn 21, they have a certain cycle. Just about every year of your life, you're going through some kind of astrology initiation, you could call it. So one major one, for example, is when Saturn, the planet Saturn, returns to the same place it was when you were born. It takes about 29 and a half years on average for that to happen. So when you're about 28 and a half to 30 and a half, you know, 29 years old, you, you have a, what's what astrologers call a Saturn return. Saturn returns to the same place it was when you were born. And so that activates, reactivates everything you're here to learn about through that, that planet's vibration and sound and energy. 
so that the song of Saturn, the instrument of Saturn, really turns up. The color really becomes more vibrant in your life. Everything that's colored with Saturn is vibrant. And the things that have to do with Saturn for that like nine-month period of time when you're about 29 years old has to do with who are you, where are you, what are you doing, and who are you doing it with, you know, a really tangible way. Okay, so um, it's that quarter life, what am I doing with my life crisis? You know, like okay. I'm about to be 30 <laughs> or I'm just turning 30. Oh my gosh, what am I, you know, and it's just really like a snake shedding its skin and revealing its new color kind of opportunity or like a, a closing of a, a, like a chapter of a book and, and, and you get to open the new one and, and choose. It's really about choices, choosing what's going to happen in the next chapter. So it really presents you with choices. It just seems the energy of Saturn brings forth that you have to make decisions. <laughs> and so you get the opportunity to, to, to choose one thing or the other. So that, that happens for everyone around that time. And if you've been that age, you probably already know what I'm talking about. And you go, oh, that's, that's why. And some people will, will really, are really uncomfortable around that time. They have a hard time you know, feeling the pressure of Saturn, making them choose one thing or the other. And other people, it's like the best time of their life. It's like they finally write the book or they come out with their podcast or they, you know, something like that. Yeah, they come into their own. Yeah. Cool. Okay, so that's Saturn. What are, what are a couple other like really big transitions? Oh, gosh, there's so many. Like I said, just about every year of life. Oh. Yeah. And so I think around the age 40 is, is, a, is a big one where we have a, Neptune uh, is a quarter turn around the sky at the same uh, around the same couple of years that Uranus Uranus is is opposite it's it's made it halfway around the sky and and those two things really bring like we call that the midlife crisis cycle where you know you'll really have this time where things shift and change and there's kind of a fuzziness that comes Uranus brings changes and shifts and and, you, and Neptune brings more like fuzzy, dreamy space where you can't really see clearly. You know, if we're really um, American or westernized, and we're really used to planning things and executing them. And it's just a time period where it doesn't really work that way. <laughs> it's a year or two where that happens. And so that can really be frustrating for people that are really used to being um, accomplishment oriented. So, you know, they, they have a crisis or they think about what else they could be doing and they have a crisis around that. And you know, it's just a time if you if you go with the flow and let the wind blow you and just kind of float through whatever you're doing, it could be quite a nice time. Um, it's just not the best time to start a business, that kind of thing. Okay, yeah. cool. Yeah. yeah, it's interesting how different parts of our lives are, are you know, there's like cycles in which it's Absolutely. it's easier or a bit more challenging yeah. to do different things. So, And it's funny how socially, you know, in terms of the trends of, of a lot of Western society, like, you know, when you're around like 27, 28 to 30, a lot of people go through this, you know, mm-hmm. am I going to get married? Am I going to have kids? What am I, career yeah. change? Am I going to commit to corporate? Yeah. And then 40, it's like, do I buy the sports car? Yeah, do I yeah, leave my yeah, wife? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Whatever it is. <laughs> so, and so we, we look at the lens of astrology, it explains why that's happening. And so, and so you can know it's not just, you know, this number is you're about to be an age that's like the cultural outlook. Yeah. There's this astrological influence and that can really help you gain a, a more clear perspective on the on the actual, you know, the actual lessons and the reason it's happening. Yeah, yeah. Cool. All right. Yeah. Well, we're going to take a short break um, and then we're going to come back with Levi. So stay tuned. Today's episode is brought to you by me, Norma Jean. I'm a singer, songwriter, and I draw an original inspirational daily doodle 
on my Instagram and website, NJLoves. That's NJ, like Norma Jean, loves.com. Please subscribe to us and write us a review on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts from. It would really help people find the show. We hope you're enjoying it. Um, send us an email at hello at staywildpodcast.com if you're digging the show or you're interested in advertising opportunities. And back to the show. All right, we're back with Levi Banner here in Ubud, Bali. Hi, Levi. Hi. So before the break, we were talking about astrology. Um, and how all the different planets have these beautiful transitions and how they correspond with a lot of times in people's lives that are like, you know, big times, like a midlife crisis or turning 30 or whatever it is. So how did you go out and learn this stuff and how do people get, like, how do people find their, yeah. That's a good question. Uh, I found my way very slowly. Um, personally, I, again, started looking when I was pretty young, you know, mm. teenager. And just kind of read lots of different books mm-hmm. and websites and took many little workshops and got many newsletters and, and all these things. I think, well, for me personally, it was when I decided, you know, I'm going to go get a degree in it. I'm actually going to go get certified or something. And that's when I found the current school I'm in, which is the Shamanic Astrology Mystery School. It's a pretty alternative school. It's not so mainstream. Uh, we don't really use the horoscope signs, and the sun signs so much. So I really liked that. I'm a pretty alternative kind of guy. And so that school, for me, was it just uh, resonated. It really um, it worked for me. Yeah. So I, I just stuck with that. And that's when everything really fell into place for me, was when I just focused on one school or one way of looking at it. Yeah. Um, because when I was looking around, I, I looked at many different systems, and they all kind of worked their own way. But when I tried to mix them all, it got pretty confusing. Even even in Western astrology, the different ways of seeing Western astrology, the different ways of explaining it, can be helpful at first. But if you really want to go deep into it and really know it, I think just kind of one school or one one author, you know, or one astrologer that can really, um, you know, that you can follow for long enough to really grasp the concepts and really um, be able to read charts and read yeah. transits and things like that. So I think you know, pick an astrologer or a school or an author that really works for you and just keep traveling that path. And, and it's an infinite, you know, infinite space out there. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's one of those things I think for a lot of people, especially, you know, when you're learning about something and you're doing it on your own, right. If it's an alternative thing, or if you're an artist and you have a lot of different projects, yeah. it's picking one and diving deep, right? I think so yeah, I think sticking to one boat and you find that in yoga and, you know, it's just, it's just really keeping, keeping steady with your practice mm amounts to, to great things after some time. But, you know, just staying, you know, like I just, I just continue to read about astrology and learn about astrology almost daily. And it's just, it's I your love passion. You. Yeah, yeah. You're totally the and star then, child. <laughs> after years and years, you just, you look back and, you know, and then I can share so much so naturally. Yeah. And so, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Websites, books, astrologers, it's just, you know, go just find the ones you like. Well, and you have your own website as well. We'll have that in the show notes. Yes. Um, so when you read people's charts and you do chart readings, then you read their birth chart and where they're from, and then you read where they are now and, and a lot of those transitions. Do you ever notice commonalities? Oh, absolutely. Uh, we, we have very, we have a lot of commonality in one way, every birth chart, every person's, you know, signature is, is unique. 
So I'm never not surprised by an astrology chart. You know, every time someone sits here and I give them a personal reading, I learn something new about them and about astrology because there's an infinite amount of combinations of the planets. No two person people are the same, really. Even if they're twins, they're they're different souls, they're different people. Yeah. You know? So um, everyone's got a very different, unique signature there. But all, within that, we have commonality that there's only you know so many archetypes that we as humans are living out and, and experiencing. And so there's a lot of connections with people in their family or partnerships when you're in a relationship and, and what the dynamic is there and why you're friends with a certain person mm. or why you're attracted to a certain person or you know the, the way that you and your family have like, you know, past life connections are just really important connections in this life to learn from. It's fascinating. Yeah, we really look at those 12 signs as like at least 12 archetypes, but only like 12 archetypes that there, there's only a few ways that we're really um, exploring. Cool. Okay. And there's a compatibility between people, right? Like you, yeah. there's, there's readings that you can do where it's like, uh, like, how well do I vibe yeah. with this guy that I'm dating or whatever it is? Well, this is, a, yeah, absolutely. Oh, Aquarius, you're, you're compatible with Sagittarius. <laughs> you know, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, this goes back to me not being very mainstream. Mm. I'm more of an alternative guy. And so the horoscopes that we're reading that, that are just very love-based, where it's like, oh, this week... Sagittarius, wear your best dress because that right, that like it's like the Sunday world. Times yeah, horoscope, yeah. right? Like, I, I, be confident, I, buy the dress, you know, eat the cake. You know, yeah, go for it. <laughs> you see that guy looking at you? Yeah, no, it's. I think there's a little. I think that's a little vague, personally. Not to say that it's bad, but I think there's a lot more benefit and, and richness to the system of astrology than what we're getting from the horoscope in general. And, and especially if we're, we're talking about compatibility mm. of just your sun sign, you know, that you're compatible with a person just because you're a Taurus and they're a whatever. Yeah. Um, I think there's so much more to a person mm. than, than just their one sign. We yeah. are so, there's so much more detail and beauty um, to the, you know, in the intricacy of you than just your one sun sign, astrology sign, horoscope sign. And so to, to, to find compatibility with that is, is a, bit, a bit too vague. So, in our school, we have things, different ways of looking at it. But through astrology, there is a dynamic, you know, within you yeah. that you're kind of working out. You have your own kind of stuff to work out. All right. You have your that, own karma. You yeah. know, and, and that's in dynamic with somebody else that you're in relationship with or talking to. Any Everything's a relationship. So your friends, your family, the, the person that you're buying something from at the store, you know, the way that you talk and interact with others is a dynamic between you know, your stuff that you're working out inside of you and, and theirs. And there's, there's this dance between the two of you. So there's, it's a very intricate kind of thing and very beautiful. And, and there's this very rich way of kind of delving into astrology in the chart. And it's not that complicated, um, but it's just more than the simple one sun sign thing. <laughs> that you can really get value from um, knowing the dynamic and what you two are up to. Mm. And, and it's like an understanding of each other yeah. and, and the path you're on. And so you can empower each other. Cool. What are some things to look for? Well, you know, I we emphasize in, in our school, the Shamanic Astrology School, Venus and Mars. Okay. So this can be... Yeah. What are the significance? Okay? Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. so to not to get too complicated, but it's, it's actually pretty simple and valuable to know that, that a, a Venus, Venus is, is more about like your feminine energy. And so if you're a woman, that, that's really the kind of woman you're here to express and become. It can be quite empowering to not try to be your sun sign, horoscope sign so much and, and act more, become more of your Venus sign. So if your Venus is in Libra, 
than to be more like Libra-like. It would feel probably really good. And, and, for, and for Mars, that's the masculine energy for a person. We all have both. But if you're a man, it's it's more about the kind of guy you're here to, to become and the kind of, you know, that you want to be seen as and loved for. So if your Mars is in Sagittarius, then you're going to want to act more Sagittarius and it would feel really good to be seen that way. And that um, women are usually attracted to their Mars and their other partners. And so you want to look at that and, and incorporate that internally instead. And vice versa, men are really looking, you know, attracted to their Venus and women a lot of the times. And it's all it's more so what you're kind of there to get, get for yourself. So I think we're, we're all here to kind of get our own balance of masculine and feminine within ourselves. Yeah. And so if you look at the signs of Venus and Mars, you have clues on what your version of that story or the version of feminine and masculine is for you. So hopefully that's not too complicated. Um, we do, you know, whole workshops on that kind of stuff. Yeah. But just to give you a sense of like relationship compatibility. Yeah. So it's not just yeah. your sun sign, sun sign. It's right, right. how your feminine planet, like, so as a woman, yeah. it's how my feminine planet relates to their chart. Absolutely. Okay, cool. And real quickly, for because it's really about the energy of feminine and masculine, does this apply also to like transgender people? Yeah, that's a good question. And that's something we're exploring in our school. Uh, definitely for like um, LGBTQ or whatever. Yeah, yeah. That it's still the same. You know, if you're, if, you, if it's same sex, mm-hmm. usually still the woman is usually attracted to Mars and the female partners that they're with. Um, still. Um, usually, and it's a dynamic. It could, it could be a little different, and That's we're open so to that. interesting. So if it's yeah. it, so if it's a female female relationship, the woman wouldn't be attracted to their woman's Venus; she'd be attracted to Mars as well. well. Sometimes, but usually, and so it's an yeah. exploration. It's going to be different for each person, but yes, still normally, usually. It will the man that's attracted to another man will be attracted to his Venus in that man. As far as transgender go, I, that's still a, a, you know I'm we're, that's new. Yeah, in I our think that's also how the yeah. person identifies, right? Absolutely, and so that's you know I, that would be a unique um, situation to kind of explore with the person. That'd be fascinating. Yeah, absolutely. Well, cool stuff. Yeah, yeah. Thank you for for coming on. Stay wild. And where can people find you? Well, I'm here in Ubud, Bali, uh, yeah, here at the Yoga Bar, and I, I do bar. personal readings, and uh, I'm holding classes here in astrology, yoga, and breathwork. Cool. And you have a, you have this newsletter that I love, because yeah. it's like, the astrology newsletter! <laughs> um, so talk a little bit about that and where people can sign up, because I find uh, it really helpful. Go straight to my website, uh, levibanner.com, L-E-V-I-B-A-N-N-E-R, um, and there's a pop-down right there, it's my normal blog. And yeah, I put out a newsletter every new moon and full moon and talk about what that moon's energy is and what the planets are doing in those couple of weeks, that that cauldron of time, Mm. that window of time. So you can just go to my website and sign up there. Cool. Well, thanks for coming on the show. You got it. All right, little humans, here's today's toast poem. There is very little as human as the sun. As it sets, its glow made brighter by its movement, signaling, fleeting, a swan song of light, golden, warm, hailing shadows, full of last chances, the end of the world, only to persevere again, always again, tomorrow.
All right, little humans, I hope you enjoyed today's show. Thanks again to Levi Banner for coming on to talk about astrology and the eclipse, and I hope you enjoyed today's toast poem. If you like the show and you're resonating with the content, please like us, follow us, review us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts from. Today's show was brought to you by me, Norma Jean. You can see shirts of my cartoons, all my original daily doodles, inspirational cartoons, and all my music that I write and sing on NJ Loves. That's NJ like Norma Jean, loves.com. And until next time, little humans, stay wild. So we keep on. Keeping on